Well, hello again, everybody. It's me. It's your old buddy, Steve Simonson. And uh, we're going to dive a little deeper into the marketing functions as part of our Founder Foundations mini-series. Now, when you when you think about leadership, you need to think about you know the types of ways that you're bringing up leaders. And one of the key factors, if they're in the marketing category, for example, is helping them understand who your customer, your target customer really is. In fact, I don't even call it target customer. I say, who is your perfect customer? And this, this concept or nomenclature was kind of brought to me many years ago. We already had a company. It was um, decent size. We had hundreds of thousands of customers. We were selling direct on our website. And we kind of wanted to know who was our best customer. And ultimately that morphed into not just best, who's our perfect customer, right? And you start thinking about that and you start saying, well, what does perfect mean? And how would you measure that? And is it just a, a you know finger in the air and you just kind of detect which way the wind's blowing and go, yeah, that must be the perfect one. Uh, or is it something more thoughtful? And I, I guess I would tell you that today's episode is all about you know defining your customer avatar. When you think about your customer avatar, I want you to have a really clear understanding of who that is. Now, by the way, customer avatar is just kind of more of the modern way of saying who's your your best perfect customer, right? Who's your most probable customer, whatever you want to. Like the nomenclature, again, don't get caught up in that. Customer avatar just means here's a description of a customer, this, this uh, fake avatar, that describes my perfect customer. And just to be clear, early and upfront here, you can have more than one target customer. And in fact, most businesses do have more than one target customer that share some common problem or you know some common scenario, but they differ in you know some unique or distinct way. Therefore, you're going to break those avatars into different versions. And this this uh, mini series is not focused on the tactical level, so I'm not getting into the here's how you you know the customer avatar process for how you do it. But I'm going to give you some clues and some some high level information. I hope that will be instructive and therefore constructive to your your uh, business and your building a marketing team. So one thing, for example, let's just say that we've decided that uh, you know uh, Kathy is a perfect target customer. And she is, you know, 40 years old. She lives in uh, rural United Kingdom. And she wants, she's an outdoors person and a nature lover. And she really loves uh, all things, you know, kind of community. And she wants to raise, you know, I don't know, um, chickens, right? So selling her things that chickens need is, is, you know, part of your business. You sell chicken feed and you sell, you know, uh, I don't know what what chickens need, but it's a country person. This is uh, Kathy, you know. And so, in your marketing teams, you're going to say, "Listen, we're trying to sell all this chicken feed, and we need to find all the Kathys that fit this center of our target, our perfect customer, because they're going to buy the most from us. They're going to buy the most often from us, and they they resonate with our company story, and therefore help us advance on our strategic objective the fastest." And that might, again, be the center of your target. Near the center, you may have somebody else who's, you know, Tom. And Tom is a, a Canadian and they're 
you know, kind of uh, uh, farm-based, and they they buy lots of chicken feed, but they're more of a corporate buyer, right? They, they maybe they have a, a family farm that's more formalized, where your Kathy avatar is somebody who's just informally doing this, you know, in their spare time and for fun. Maybe they want organic eggs, so they're raising their own chickens, and so you want to give them organic feed that fits that need. Like all of these little data points, the age of them, and by the way, Tom, let's say he's in his 30s and he's running a family farm, just took over from the boomer parents, right? All of these things help you identify and target. Now, I'm just going to acknowledge there's a lot of Amazon sellers out there, um, and I get it. You may not have your own customer list. You may not know these demographics yet, but there are ways of you finding out that information. One of the ways, for example, might be that they're registering uh, on your mailing list for a warranty or uh, they need care and maintenance instructions that they've somehow interacted with you. And then you're starting to collect some of this information about who they are, where they live. And then later you can go to some, some data matching places that will start to help fill in some of the, the psychographic and demographic blanks that ultimately you should have answers to. You know, defining who your perfect customer is is extraordinarily important. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a quick story that is meant to inspire you to to recognize the importance of it and make a commitment, not necessarily this second or today, but to define your first avatar or two. And, and by the way, you know, I have many of my friends and colleagues and and awesomers listeners who own. B2B companies, right? You sell to another business. You still will have an avatar and you can still use, you know, human names if you wish, or you can use a, a company name. It doesn't matter. You know, the, um, you know, call them uh, terrible tractors and they, uh, or, you know, terrific tractors, right? The name is irrelevant. And they buy lots of chicken feed because they sell to farmers and the farmers who are buying their tractors are uh, interested in feed and they're just going to have that as a, a promo item or a giveaway item once a year, that, that can be a target business-to-business uh, -business avatar. For my agency friends, your avatar might be, they're an Amazon seller and I uh, do Amazon pay-per-click management or I do Amazon uh, listing optimization. And so you want to define, uh, again, a name for that customer avatar a general description of it. And, and the general should start general just so you get a, um, you can wrap your arms around it and then become more and more specific as time goes on. That is the nature of a good marketing uh, process. And more specifically, the process of finding a good customer avatar. So uh, my quick story that I alluded to uh, moments ago is that when we were going through trying to define our perfect customer, we brought in a very sophisticated and uh, I dare say quite expensive uh, group that had all this data. And by the way, I'll just um, skip to the end. It's way cheaper to do this data append and data analysis now. Like, you know, uh, when I first did it, and this is really what drove the point of customer avatars and finding your perfect customer home. This was uh, 15 plus years ago. And, you know, we had hundreds of thousands of customers. And so we started going through and we said, well, gosh, how do we, instead of just generically going and matching the entire list, let's narrow this list down to our best, most profitable, perfect customers. So we went in and we found the customers with, 
you know, the most purchases and the least returns and the highest net promoter scores and, you know, kind of the, the most positive indicators we could find. And then we actually uh, took out people who had lots of returns or had, you know, tons of customer service calls because all that is in the, the you know, business operating system. You know, every call, every text, every everything was in the business operating system. And now today you could actually listen, uh, your your computer could go in and determine the nature of those phone calls if you, you know, chose to, uh, to take phone calls or if you do take phone calls. And it can determine the sentiment of those customers. And are they mean to you? Are they nice to you, right? And you can, again, start to delineate between your perfect customer. Now, again, I'm trying to stay out of the tactics, but give you some examples that are useful to you. So during this process, we, we ultimately filter down to a list of customers we think uh, represent our perfect customer. And we still, it was still tens of thousands, you know, if not uh, more of customers. I, I, you know, it's out of 600,000 customers at that time, it was probably, you know, 10 or 15% of our list, uh, certainly no more. And so that means it's somewhere between that 60 and 90,000 range. And then we took that, we did all the data appends to it, right? And, um, you know, just to be clear, this, we already had their email, we already had their address, but things like data appends are like, you know, who's their spouse and how many kids do they have? Um, and, you know, what, what kind of car do they drive? And uh, what is their economic um, stratosphere that they are in? You know, in other words, their income level. All of this stuff is available through data uh, brokers. And again, I understand people are like uh, hypersensitive about privacy, but we weren't like going, you know, sending emails. Hey, we know how much money you make. Ha ha. We were going, Hey, are you qualified to buy our expensive item? Uh, so this was a predictive methodology, not a invasive methodology. And again, people can disagree. You can say you don't like it. That's fair enough. Um, more power to you. I just know this works. So we were then able to go out and based on finding all of these kind of intersections between psychographics, demographics, et cetera, we were able to identify in some of these lists, another million customers in the United States that matched this group of, let's say, you know, 60,000 customers. Uh, and I, I do want to just disclaim, like the nature and the context of the story I'm telling you is hundred percent accurate. Some of these small numbers about the exact numbers might be slightly off, but they're not off by magnitudes of uh, any significance. They're just meant to be instructive. So if I have one of my buddies call me and go, Hey, we had a hundred thousand names that matched, uh, you know, on the list and you said 60, uh, this is not uh, meant to be an impeachment of your memory versus mine. I'm certainly willing to, seed the fact that I, I don't have a perfect memory. But the scale of the lesson, everybody, that's the point. So by finding those million customers, we could then determine where are they surfing on the internet? What magazines do they like? What TV shows do they like? What radio programs do they like? And then start placing our ads and our, our ultimately interruptions into their flow. And in a small way, you don't do this all at once, in a small way, start testing does this work with our segment? And if it works with this segment of 50 or 100,000, would it work with a larger segment of 100,000 or 200,000? And, and so on, right on up the list of, of your best million potential customers. Now, this works 
uh, globally. Um, and there are data brokers uh, available kind of all over the place. And it's a little harder um, with the, the modern day of GDPR, uh, GDRP, whatever it is. Uh, and California's got their own brand of that. But it's definitely possible. Um, it's way, way cheaper than it used to be. Um, you know, we paid a lot of money. That that project, by the way, was a six-figure-plus project. And um, although it has high value, and by the way, this is not Stevo inventing this stuff. Like every major credit card company, every major uh, cell phone company, you know, everybody does this exact same process to define your customer avatar at the most granular level, and then, you know, start targeting those customers in the most productive way possible. So I want you to make uh, a notation and then a commitment to find your customer avatar. And you don't have to do it personally, and you certainly don't have to do it today. But in your calendar for, you know, the next, let's say, year, somebody should find your customer avatar, your primary number one, and then move into number two and any ancillary uh, avatars that exist as well. And um, it, for those advanced uh, folks, the PRISM uh, graphics uh, delineations were really fun for us to learn and to help us identify customer groups. And, um, you know, for those who uh, uh, dig in deep, you'll you'll get into that kind of stuff later. So uh, anyway, I want to just, again, thank well, you for listening. I hope this is a value to you. I won't know if it's a value if you don't leave us a comment or a like, or whatever it is on whatever uh, you're listening to this, please interact with us. Tell us tell us the way it is. And by the way, if you hate it, that's okay too. You can tell us that. Uh, I mean, if you want me to cry about it, I will. And if you want me to not sleep at night, please live a lot of criticism. I can handle it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm very open to your feedback. Remember that this foundation's concept is not to dive into the tactical level uh, it is only to give you kind of the, the big picture overview. So please understand this is intentional and meant to stimulate the concepts, not to solve all the problems. Golly, it's hard for me to solve every problem uh, at every case, but we're giving you the steps to solve those problems for yourself. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.